Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Thursday, October 1st, 2020. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Sugar Shane Caldwell, ready to kick off week four here in the NFL. And Shane, it is the primetime matchup that everyone's been waiting for <laughs> of the year on the calendar, Thursday night under the lights, Denver against the Jets, both teams 0-3. How about that? You know what, Andrew? That's why at DFS Coach Talk, we love DFS, because it can take a game like this that's looking <laughs> like a, a just a horrible matchup, a boring game, and it can make it exciting because we can play DFS and gain an edge in this matchup. So, yeah, it's a pick em game over under 40, pretty low-scoring game. Both teams pretty much, you know, been decimated by injuries, been very disappointing, and just looked really bad. So, yeah, it's a perfect matchup to attack and try to find some good uh, good DFS matchups here, and uh, we'll be able, to be able to enjoy the game because we can watch our DFS lineups, you know, win some money here and, and have fun that way, because normally we probably wouldn't be watching this game. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Thank God for DFS. Yeah. Uh, that's what makes these games so fun, uh, to be able to break it down and compete, and that's what we do. Every slate at DFS Coach Talk is we work hard to build winning lineups. And so uh, we're excited about doing it again here. Uh, so these teams, I mean, you said it, 0-3 uh, on both sides. Denver's average score here is they lose by an average of 23-15. to 15, And the Jets have been even worse. They Their average score is a defeat of 31-12. to 12. So, uh, you know, both teams are excited because somebody's probably going to get a win here. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if... <laughs> Both teams struggle too much. We end in a tie, but uh, you know this is a you know it's, it's a big game for these teams and these coaches who are on the hot seat and wouldn't be shocked if whoever loses loses their head coach. But uh, we'll get into the line here and want to thank our presenting sponsor to get started. That's BetUS.com.pa, and on their book we've got the Jets. Now a one-point favorite, over-under of 41. So it, it is a low total because these teams have struggled so much offensively. In terms of the injury news, uh, biggest piece of news here is on the Jets' side. Jamison Crowder looks like he'll be back in the lineup. Uh, he's Sam Darnold's favorite weapon, so that's big for the Jets. Uh, Brashad Perriman continues to be out of that wide receiver core. Chris Hogan is questionable for the Jets, but he's been practicing with some ribs and, and knee issues, so he should be out there. And then over on the Denver side, uh, Philip Lindsay is doubtful with a toe injury, so we're going to break this game, game down with the anticipation that he is not playing. And we are recording this Thursday late morning, uh, so we'll get those injury final injury reports later this evening. So, Shane, uh, with these 0-3 teams uh, getting ready to battle here, What's your overall take on on how this game's going to play out? Yeah, it's uh, you know these defenses are you know they've been decimated by injuries, but they're both of them are pretty solid against the run. Now the Jets statistically have given up pretty good uh, fantasy production against running backs, but uh, you know you have to keep the opponents in mind. They played the San Francisco 49ers and the Indianapolis Colts, two of the best run right. teams with the best offensive lines out there and with solid running backs. So, uh, so I look at in general, when I looked at the actual game last week, uh, the Jets versus the Colts, I thought the Jets were pretty stout against, 
you know, Naheem Hines and uh, Jonathan Taylor. Now, they, those guys still got some production just the way the game was. It was a blowout. The defense dominated. Um, but I think overall, the Jets were pretty solid against uh, against the run. I think Denver's been pretty solid as well. So I look to these passing games. Uh, neither team has a great pass rush. Again, a lot of injuries. And uh, I look to the passing games. I probably like the Jets' passing game more. Uh, so I, I like so we, the fact we, that we should we should cut that snippet and just yeah. use it on repeat every week. Oh, right? Oh man, <laughs> I, yeah, that's bad. No, that, no. Keep I in like mind, that we, Jets' passing game. I know when we when we break down this game, we're keep in mind everyone that it's a showdown slate. It's a one game slate, <laughs> right. and that you're looking to be a little bit different here. And there there's some things that we might say that you normally wouldn't say. Like yeah. I like I like Sam Darnold in this game <laughs> because we were joking about Sam Darnold seeing Ghost again last week, and we stacked we were 100 percent exposure on the Colts defense, and he did see Ghost in the form of those little white Colt helmets floating around like Ghost, and they right. you know they got a couple pick six and a safety. Yeah. Um, but this Denver defense again is decimated by injuries. Uh, Denver's also without their best D tackle, Jarrell Casey, now as well in the middle there. So not only do they have they don't have Von Miller now, they don't have Jarrell Casey who helps on that pass rush up the middle as well. Uh, so Sam Darnold, who's somewhat mobile, uh, he can get rushing yards, and if he has Jamison Crowder back, even if Crowder's only 80, 90 percent, I think he he's going to be able to do some damage there in the slot in this matchup. Uh, Denver's secondary is pretty weak and uh, inexperienced. And again, they don't have a great pass rush. So this sets up for a bounce back spot for Sam Darnold, even though as horrible as he's looked. Again, Sam Darnold has went up against the Buffalo defense, the San Francisco defense, and the Indianapolis, Indianapolis defense, all really solid defenses. So you have to keep that in mind. Yeah, he's been horrible, but he's talented enough to have a breakout game here, and he has Jamison Crowder back, who's his best wide receiver. Uh, so so that's why I like his side here. So we're looking at Sam Darnold is, what, 14,000 on FanDuel and 10,600 on DK, and I don't really mind even playing him as a captain um, and and because I don't think there's any you know position players that are going to go completely nuts here. I like playing him as a captain, and uh, the fact he can get rushing yards and passing yards, and then stacking a couple of his guys, his wide receivers, um, or even tight ends with with him. So that's kind of what I'm looking at in this game here uh, before yeah, me, we get into individual every single player. Yeah. yeah, let me let me follow up on Sam Darnold. I, I agree. Um, you know, last week we had the the Colts defense locked in everywhere, and they were terrific. But you do have to take everything in context. So this is all comparative. We're talking about liking the Jets passing game and Darnold. It's all about this one game matchup and the prices and the matchups. And I do like him as a as a uh, MVP candidate on FanDuel and as your captain on DraftKings, which is hard to think about saying, you know, for a guy who's averaging, you know, the numbers that he's averaging this year and only three touchdowns and four interceptions. But you mentioned the tough matchups that he's had. And this is a different situation. Um, Denver giving up 285 yards passing per week. Uh, we saw Tom Brady have a bunch of success last week in that matchup. So, you know, all things considered, I'd like him uh, at this, you know, starting out the top of the, the lineup there, um, you know, in large part because Crowder's back and uh, he's going to be, you know, a focal point of that offense, even if he is 80 to 90 percent. So. Um, outside of the Jets passing game, why don't we why don't we take a look at the Denver passing game? Because you, you talked about potentially preferring that to the rushing attack. And we've got the, the quarterback carousel here for Denver. 
They pulled Jeff Driscoll in the fourth quarter last week. They brought in Brett Rippon. He only was on the field for one drive. He went eight for nine, 53 yards, ended in a pick. Um, what are your thoughts on him here getting the call as the starter? Well, he was a four-year starter at Boise State. He's kind of a system quarterback. You know, I think he's a high, uh, high football IQ type guy, but he doesn't have very good arm strength. So it looked like he really had to, like, put a lot of effort in it just to, like, throw, like, a 15-yard pass. That's what it looked <laughs> That's like. That's not good. That's not good. Yeah, for I watched the game. So he looked fairly accurate. You know, he looked decent. You know, he was hitting just those quick throws. So it's going to be a lot of those quick throw, dink and dunk. You know, keep in mind, Denver's starting right tackle. Wilkinson is out. Denver's offensive line's already bad. So even though the Jets don't have a dominant uh, pass rush, that D-line uh, front that front for the Jets are going to cause issues for, for Brett Wright being here. So he's going to be under pressure. He's going to be getting rid of the ball quick. So a lot of those quick passes, you know, probably looking to get uh, Jerry Judy, Noah Fant involved, and hopefully he can pass the ball to Melvin Gordon as uh, Melvin Gordon's going to be probably one of the highest owned guys in this slate here. So overall, because of those uh, somewhat limited upside, I don't like Brett, Brett Ripien, Ripien, uh with this in this matchup. Um, I like some of his past targets. You can get exposure to them. I think they're going to get enough, you know, dink and dunk, you know, small passes, especially with, you know, PPR sites like DraftKings. Um, I think I like a few of those guys, and I think you could take a look at Melvin Gordon, but I don't really like the quarterback. I think a lot of people are going to be going to him because he's cheap, but, you know, he looks fairly productive, but some somewhat limited at the same time here. So that's that's the, the struggle here is whether you're going to play this uh, quarterback. I don't think he has high enough upside uh, where I like more of the position players a little bit better. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, I, I also uh, expect Rippon to look at the short passes. You know, that's what he did. Uh, when he was out there on the field last week. And the the guy who has been really consistent for Denver, regardless of the quarterback, and we know they've had three different quarterbacks out there already because Drew Locke is injured, uh, has been Noah Fant. And if you look at this matchup from the tight end position, last uh, not last week, but two weeks ago, Jordan Reed had two touchdowns against the Jets. And then last week, Mo Alley-Cox had 50 yards and a touchdown. So, um, you know, with Rippon needing to get the ball out quick, uh, what, what are your thoughts on Fant here? Is he going to be a, a key member of your lineups? Yeah, I mean, Fant pretty much plays almost all the snaps, and he's he's going to get the red zone looks if they do get in the red zone. And he's a good run-after-the-catch guy, which, which is important when they're going to be dinking and dunking, throwing short passes. So I think they will have a lot of design plays for Fant. To allow Ripien to uh, uh, to be able to get hit him uh, and get him in space, uh, he's a big physical target and he's really fast. So yeah, I do like Fant there. Um, I, I like Jerry Judy. Uh, he's going up against Brian Poole in the slot. Brian Poole's been okay this year though, so it's not a super easy matchup. But Jerry Judy overall is just super talented, and it seemed like uh, you know they. Uh, Ripien was looking for him when he threw the pick. He was trying to throw it to him near the end zone there. So he 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 did. They does look like uh, I think he'll be hitting Judy over the middle quite a bit. The other guy that he seemed to like was Tim Patrick, the big wide receiver on the outside. He threw to him I think three times uh, during that short time period of his what eight completions or whatever it was. So Tim Patrick is kind of sneaky as well. He's in a pretty good matchup against Pierre Desir. And then KJ Hamler is probably going to be going up against Blessing Austin, who hasn't been good this year at all. He's got a good matchup. And I think KJ Hamler is going to get quite a bit of ownership here as well. And he's got that speed. He's kind of a big play guy. But I think overall, I probably trust Jerry Judy and Noah Fant the bestest of past, past guys here. Um, what, what do you think? Do you like any of those guys? 
I agree. Yeah, I like Fant a lot. Uh, Judy, you know, he, he very talented, and, and now that he's in his fourth week, you know, hopefully he's gotten some of the kinks out. He's he's had a couple drops, um, but he's going to be heavily targeted. Uh, so I do like him as well. Let's let's flip over to the Jets passing attack a little bit more. Obviously, we we both like Crowder, but what are your thoughts on the rest of that group? Yeah, we were talking a lot a little bit before, and I think that Braxton Berrios has went off the last couple of weeks, but I feel like he's going to take a back seat and go back to like the fourth wide receiver. So I I'm personally of the opinion that he's not going to get enough snap enough snap counts enough uh, target share to be able to do anything in this game. And I hope that a lot of people are playing him because they're chasing those two big games that he had when Crowder was out. Because I look at Berrios as pretty much just strictly a slot wide receiver for the most part, and with Crowder back. And playing, I think that puts Barrios to back to a very limited, like fourth wide receiver role. Uh, because on the outside, they have another guy named Josh Malone, who's a big outside receiver. Uh, and then Chris Hogan pretty much plays the most snaps on anyone. He's pretty much, you know, taken over for uh, he's taken over for Pyramid and pretty much in that Robbie Anderson, Robbie Anderson from yeah. last year. So, yeah. So I like Chris Hogan because he put up a big goose egg last week and he didn't look good, but they were trying to hit him deep down the field. And there's going to be more opportunity to hit those deep shots for him in this game. So I feel like he could have a decent game and you're going to get him at low ownership because people's going to see he put up a goose egg last week and just completely stay away from him. So I like Chris Hogan and uh, love Jamison Crowder. Yeah, it makes you a little nervous coming back from a hand stream, but he's played injured before and had big games, and it's a great matchup in the slot going up against Bassey for uh, the Jets. That's the guy you want to target in their secondary. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I'm all in on Jamison Crowder having a big game. Again, I like Sam Darnold, so I got to like some of the receivers. So I would say Jamison Crowder and Chris Hogan I like the most, and I think you can take a look at the tight end, Chris Herndon. Yeah, he's looked really bad. But he's on the field. Uh, he's their primary guy, typically getting around, you know, 80 percent of the snaps and he's getting quite a few targets. And I think maybe he can produce a little bit better on his targets in a great matchup. Denver's not really good against tight ends as well. He's, he has a pretty good matchup and he's an athletic tight end who has upside here. And again, I think they're going to have a lot more time to, to hit these guys uh, for, uh, you know, for open passes here. So so I like the, the Jets passing game here. And then, of course, you got the the old man, Frank Gore, you know, at 37 years old, he looks pretty solid still. Um, it's a little bit hard to go to him because he doesn't have that much upside. He's more of like a cash play. Um, but if he gets in the end zone, he's going to really cause issues in that slate here. Um, he's pretty cheap at 10,000 on FanDuel and way down to 6,400 on DK because he doesn't catch passes. But, you know, keep in mind the Denver defense has Darrell Casey out. They're not as good against the run without with him out. And Frank Gore looks pretty good for 37 years old, and he pretty much owns this backfield. Uh, with that being said, I don't think I'm going to get a lot of Frank Gore exposure just because of limited upside, but he, he's just a guy that you have to consider there. So, Yeah, uh, you know, that's that's certainly an option, and, and it could be uh, an issue of game script here of how much work Gore gets, um, you know, because they have not used him in the passing game. And the guy that jumped out at me in terms of looking at how this team is trending the backfield with Le'Veon Bell still out, the guy is Kalen Balazs. I want to mention him because last week he had five receptions for 44 yards. So if Denver has any success and the Jets are trailing, I think Balazs could be a nice pivot off of Gore. He's a little bit cheaper on DraftKings. And then I'm with you with the, the passing attack for the Jets. The one guy I want to mention is another deep sleeper. That's Ryan Griffin. And he's only 600 on DraftKings. And in these showdown slates, it's usually beneficial if you can get a cheap guy who is productive uh, to differentiate your lineup. 
And he's going to be under the radar because he didn't make any catches last week. He got back into the lineup and saw two targets. Um, but, you, you know, you mentioned the, the good matchup for these tight ends. Uh, Gronk and O.J. Howard were very successful last week against Denver. And Griffin is a guy who's started a bunch throughout his career. He's had a lot of good games. And, yes, you know, Herndon's getting a lot of activity, a lot of hype. Um, but would not shock me if Griffin comes in there and makes a difference. So keep that in mind if you want to get a little bit different on your DraftKings lineup. And, Shane, before we get to the Denver running back situation, because I want to ask you about Mel Gordon, I do want to take a quick pause here and hear from our uh, presenting sponsors, our partners at BetUS. Wake up, sports bettors. Sports are in high gear at BetUS.com, so put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line at BetUS. Earn bragging rights over your friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action. But don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sports book with over 25 trusted years in the industry, BetUS. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, but more importantly, you need a sports book that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, basketball, MMA, golf, horse racing, and even esports. No other sportsbook welcomes newcomers like BetUS with their jaw-dropping sign-up bonuses. Sign up now with promo code COACHTALK for 125% sign-up bonus up to two grand. The best in the biz. Now you have the best book in the business with the best DFS provider in the business, Coach Talk. Create your account to make point spread bets, futures bets, prop bets, entertainment bets, live bets, and more. No other sports book is as committed to their members as BetUS. Sign up now and get in on the winning side of the ball. Okay. Thank you to BetUS for that uh, terrific offer for our members. Just remember to use that promo code COACHTALK and get the 125% match on your first deposit. Now, Shane... Uh, but before the break there, I mentioned uh, Melvin Gordon. I want to talk to you about him because this is a guy who will be highly owned, you know, because he's one of the biggest names, most productive guys in this game. But um, he's he's expensive. Uh, he's 11000 on DraftKings. Um, are you going to have him in your lineups or is this a guy that you could potentially fade? I'm leaning towards a fade. You know, I've done different lineup constructions, and I don't think price is really concerned with any player in this slate because obviously the teams are so bad, the players are so bad, there's no one that's super expensive. So you can get to Melvin Gordon easily and build a pretty good lineup. My problem is I actually think that the uh, the Denver offensive line is pretty bad. I think the Jets' front seven is decent against the run, so I think they can limit Mel Gordon in the in the running game um i think he will get a lot of volume because they're going to try to protect this rookie quarterback um, but i just don't think he's going to get a lot of production in the running game so he's going to have to get it in the passing game and it still remains to be seen whether him and Ripian really have rapport in terms of uh, check downs and being able to get the running backs involved in the passing game uh, so because of that and I think that because pricing is pretty soft on this slate because of, you know, pretty bad players, that almost everyone's going to just throw Mel Gordon in there because he's the main guy. Philip Lindsay's out. And I think that's the way you can differentiate and maybe get a little more upside somewhere else and get a, a gain, a big edge on the field by felt fading Mel Gordon. 
Uh, you know, it's going to be a pretty risky, bold move to do it, but I think you can fade Mel Gordon, and that's kind of where I'm leaning uh, in this game because I feel like it's a fairly tough matchup. And uh, if if you get if you fade him, and then you play someone like Noah Fant and Jerry Judy instead, and they end up getting a touchdown or two, then that's when you're going to be in the money there. Yeah, I like it. You know, it's funny we didn't talk about this before the show, um, but I I'm leaning towards fading him as well. You know, if you're just going to play one lineup. If you're going to play five lineups or more, you got to get some exposure to him because he will get a bunch of opportunities. But I like it. I like it as a, a potential uh, pivot strategy because if you don't play Gordon, you can basically get anyone in there that you want. You know, you you said it. The the pricing is a little bit soft on both sites um, for this showdown, especially if you fade him. So um, that's what I I'm leaning towards doing as well. Um, and you can also, you know, if you're going to make a second lineup where you fade him, then go a little bit different and leave a bunch of money on the table and, you know, really try to get yourself a unique unique lineup. I mean, that's the only way uh, to really score big on these showdown slates. Now, in terms of uh, the rest of the day and, and how we try to help people, we are going to you know, grind through the news here and, and continue working on our lineups. And then what we do is we give out lineups to our members uh, in our Discord. So if you want to jump in with us and uh, take advantage of our terrific winning percentage so far in NFL, we've really been crushing it. Uh, go to our website, dfscoachtalk.com. Pick up one of our memberships, week, month, year, or the fall special, which takes you through the end of the year. And, you know, the great thing about our membership, Shane, is that you get access to all of our sports with whichever membership you choose. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're we're crushing it in all sports right now. We get uh, PGA. We got the MLB playoffs. We got the NBA finals that, you know, we're doing we're uh, we're really locked into as well. So it's it's exciting. And then you have all these NFL slates that we're doing. So we just have a ton of action, a ton of interaction, a great community there in Discord, which is awesome. So um, and then one other thing I just wanted to mention about uh, the slate specifically, if you're playing on DraftKings and you're looking for another value play, I would recommend maybe looking at the New York Jets defense because I think the Jets defense are going to cause issues for this rookie uh, rookie quarterback here. And they're at home in Denver's uh, week on the offensive line, missing their starting right tackle. So I feel like this could be a, a little bit of a blow-up spot for the Jets defense. Uh, so I just wanted to mention that if you're looking for a value play, if, uh, if you want to differentiate yourself in tournaments there. But other than that, yeah, just uh, appreciate everyone watching the video. Like and subscribe on uh, YouTube. You know, definitely uh, give us uh, good reviews on the podcast, the Pod Center as well. We appreciate the support as we're uh, gaining more and more members all the time. And we're looking for we're looking to get uh, more support as we provide great information here in front of the paywall. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, please do uh, subscribe on YouTube so you get notified when our podcast post. We're going to have another NFL podcast post later today, a preview of the Sunday main slate where we go game by game. Then we'll do another podcast late Saturday night where we break down the Sunday main slate position by position and use all the updated news to help you fill out your, your final lineups for Sunday. So we do uh, we do those three NFL podcasts per week um, and we'll do Probably a fourth one, won't we, Shane, where we uh, preview the Sunday night and the Monday night primetime games. So that, that's why you need to have that subscribe button pushed for us, uh, get notified. And then we're previewing every NBA Finals game. Uh, so we'll be doing that every other day as the games are every other day. 
and uh, the PGA podcast is once a week. I'm excited about our golf lineups. This could end up being our best golf weekend. We're off to a great start with the Sanderson Farms Championship down in Jackson, Mississippi. So um, those lineups are already going. But, of course, jump in today and you'll get the uh, football lineups tonight, Major League Baseball lineups tomorrow. We had great baseball lineups yesterday to, to get going with the playoffs. And uh, then we'll get ready for some main slate lineups on Sunday. We're going to keep crushing it here in NFL. So uh, in terms of the rest of social media picture, you can follow us at DFS Coach Talk on Twitter. Shane over here is available at DET Sports Shane. He is the Detroit sports man. You can find me on Twitter at Language Olympic. And our fearless leader, Joe Sarvati, the coach, is available at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Uh, charity of choice here at DFS Coach Talk, mambaon3.org, M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E-E.org. And that should do it uh, for today. So thank you all for joining us on behalf of Sugar Shane Caldwell and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team. I'm Andrew Hansen. Uh, be sure to tune in again later tonight as we preview the Sunday main slate in the NFL and we look to crush it in DFS. <laughs>